Welcome to Aetherius Radio Live, the Hour of Truth, Richard Lawrence and Christy Blaze. A very warm welcome to our regular listeners and those who are new to Aetherius Radio Live, brought to you on Body, Mind, Spirit Radio every third Tuesday monthly at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 6 p.m. UK Time, and 10 a.m. Pacific Time. A Sirius Radio Live invites you to discover the cosmic message for this age, revealed through legendary master of yoga and world-renowned media, Dr. George King, between 1954 and 1997. As always, please be prepared for another amazing show covering fascinating topics such as karma, UFOs, the Mother Earth, the New World, the next master, life on other planets, and so much, much more. Today, we're in for a treat. On a series radio live, your host, Richard Lawrence, is joined by his guest, Darren Ball, who is a newer staff member, but will be putting him on the spot with various questions that Richard has no knowledge of. I have to say, though, although reasonably newer, Darren, however, has been a force behind many projects for the Ethereum Society, which you will learn of later in the show. So it is now my great pleasure to hand over to Richard and his guest, Darren. Thank you so much, Nikki. And in just a moment, I'll be introducing Darren. But before I do, I'd just like to explain the thinking behind this particular show. And it was very much a question of Darren uh, tapping me on the shoulder and making various points to me which I thought were very, very appropriate. Uh, he's a regular listener to Ethereus Radio Live, and mm-hmm. as Nikki mentioned, he's very active, particularly on the uh, digital and Internet side of things, uh, with the ebook project, the MP3 project, the 12 Blessings website. He was very involved in getting that going and keeping it going. And as part of his jobs with blog administration and podcast administration, he receives many comments and he receives many questions from newer people to the Ethereum Society, in fact, people who are sometimes brand new to the Ethereum Society. And he did point out to me that our program, Ethereum Radio Live, uh, is um, really very much geared towards our own members, our own sympathizers, or to some people who are fairly knowledgeable about our beliefs or about metaphysical beliefs in general, and that it would be very helpful to really have some questions and some topics which relate to completely new listeners. So that's the thinking behind this. Mm -hmm. And we do have, I'm actually quite surprised how many thousands of listeners that we do have and uh, who are really asking questions and wanting to know more. And this show is for everyone, of course, but very much for those listeners. And I thought, well, since Darren has made this point and Darren's so in touch with some of these questions and comments that he's receiving on our behalf as a staff member of a couple of years standing, but a very, very active one, that he'd be the best person to, to put the questions. Uh, let me just put, say one thing before I do bring Darren in, mm-hmm. which is that you know, I must put my hands up. For years and years and years, uh, decades, I've been doing interviews in, in what is now called, it seems, the mainstream media, and I've done, at the time, I mean, the media has changed tremendously, but there was a time in the 70s, 80s, and 90s, in fact, until not so long ago, really, 
uh, that it was very, very frequent for, for guests to come on who were interested in the kinds of things the Ethereum Society does. And I was very, very regular on a number of television and radio shows, not only in, in Britain, but in other parts of the world too. And we had a lot of listeners. Now, uh, things have changed. But during those years, of course, it being the mainstream media, I was quite used to being challenged, sometimes very vociferously, uh, very skeptically, by a number of broadcasters, and you can understand why they might do that. And so that when Chrissy Blaze and I started appearing on this show, it was an absolute delight for us to be able to not have this obstruction in a way, uh, I mean, needing constant clarification, and perhaps we've kind of let it go uh, unrestrained as a result because there's various things that we know and 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 I did often hear from listeners to some of those earlier shows uh, in the mainstream media that it was a bit frustrating because it ended up sometimes as a, an argument between the the presenter and myself and we never really got into the higher reaches of things people wanted to know about so uh, that wasn't in every case but it was a thing that we could really throw the shackles off when the theorist radio live started and get going and one of the comments i often hear from people and not just from our members uh from people in in america in britain and elsewhere is that they feel they're part of an Ethereum Society conversation when they listen to Ethereum Radio Live, that some of them don't have uh, someone to talk too much about the Ethereum Society. Remember, perhaps their family or their friends are not that interested or perhaps even more hostile to it, and so that they can then be party to it, and we've really enjoyed that. But I do think also, as a balance, it's good to have the show we're having tonight, and as Nikki says... I don't know any of the questions I'm going to be asked. I think that's much better. We're not in the same room. Darren and I, we're in the same town. We're both in London. He's framing the questions to me. And so it's my pleasure now to introduce to Ethereum Radio Live listeners, Darren Ball. Thank you so much, Richard. Uh, it's, uh, it's surreal to be on the show and not listening, I can tell you that. <laughs> but, a, but, a, but a joy to be here. So thanks for having Good. me on well, the interview. Thanks for being on here. Air. Um, so I thought I thought I'd start just giving listeners a bit of background as to where I'm coming from. You've, you, you've talked a little bit yeah. about it, but um, I just wanted to say, you know, as you have, you know, I speak to people all the time about the Theory Society in our teachings, which which I love doing. Um, and as anyone really from people who believe uh, spirituality is made up, all the way to people um, with the wisdom and experience already to recognize spiritual truth. And you know, so it's a wide spectrum, and, and there are many questions, uh, which we encourage, of course, all the time. Um, mm. And I wanted to put some of those to you today, genuinely to to help people. Um, and obviously, full disclosure, you say I'm a staff member, and I love the Theory Society with all my heart. So, what this really is for me is giving a voice to important questions that that people do have um, mm -hmm. about the spiritual path in general, um, and also about about ours too. Right. Good. So, um, with that said, I thought what we could do in this interview, with the hour that we've got, um, if we have time for it all. Is, is first of all talk about why why any spiritual path at all uh, in the first yeah. place. Um, mm -hmm. Second, why I might choose one one path over another. I mean, what to look for. And mm -hmm. um, then third, there's a number of specific questions about the Ethereum Society and the path that we call King Yoga that that tend to get uh, I guess less airtime, you could say. And I, yeah. I would really like to to, to give people um, the opportunity to listen to you speak about them and, and share share your thoughts. Um, as I've had the benefit of so many times um, sitting with you and talking to you in the past. Mm. Um, so how does that sound? 
That sounds really good, Darren. Yes. Yeah, so okay. sh- shoot shoot away. Yeah. yeah. Let me let me take it away. So. Um, <laughs> First of all, I mean, in many cases, um, we almost take it as a given that there's you know, more to life than material existence. That's kind of like a, a starting yeah. point already for us, but it's not a starting point for everybody. Um, so my first question really is, um, you know, why bother with a spiritual path at all? I mean, what's, what is the mm. point of any path and what does the theory society have to say about where we're going as, as individuals? Yes, I think um, I think it's Socrates, and I, I mean I, I could be wrong here because this is purely from memory. But I think he says something like, "There's no wait, well, these weren't his words, but there's no point to have an unexamined life or something along mm. those lines." And I think people, you know, are thinking about the whys and what's the meaning of life and what's the purpose of life, and yes. just going round the materialistic roundabout of seeking happiness and then virtually passing the uh, baton on to the, one's children and hope uh, they'll seek happiness and on it goes without some real purpose behind it all of why are we here, what's mm. the reason we're here, what's, and, and in the terms of the Ethereum Society, from a cosmic point of view, you know, why do, are we here in this universe and, and where do we stand in the universe? I think anyone who's asking those kinds of questions uh, and also another type of person People who are having psychic or spiritual experiences of one kind mm. or another, and it's amazing yeah. how many are. I mean, one of I mentioned some of the shows I used to do in the old days, and one was on a station called LBC, and it yeah. was called the Phenomena Files. It was a show with the late Mike Allen, actually, and we had a, a an hour uh, every Saturday evening, and it was it was. Uh, well, he told me it was the most listened to show in London on a Saturday evening. I, I know, yeah. don't know whether that's true, but it shows the interest is there. But what true. amazed me is we were getting call-ins from people who wouldn't call themselves psychic, wouldn't call them metaphysical, but were having experiences to do with deceased people, their loved ones, or or healing experiences, or uh, premonitions, all kinds of experiences which defy the sort of materialistic definitions and were leading them to, to look for more. So whether it be a logical pursuit of the sort of Socrates mold, or whether it be a, more of an intuitive psychic type of pursuit lots of people are looking for a path and i think it's an intelligent thing to do personally and unlike some spiritual organizations the ethereum society does not say we're the one and only way i mean there was a very early transmission by the master ethereus actually broadcast on television actually uh, listeners can go and, and search for this on the on the internet it was in april 1959 i think it was april or May of 59, and it's a TV clip yes. that's up there. Mm. But the quote that uh, the martyr theorist ended with was this. He said, if you're a Christian, then live the laws as laid down by Jesus. If you're a Buddhist, live the laws as laid down by Buddha. If you're a Hindu, then be the best Hindu. Hindu. This procedure is the one true way for men of earth to save themselves from their lower aspects. And that would apply also to other religious. Those are three that he named. Uh, you have to choose a path. I mean, there's a, uh, I think it's good early on in this, in this uh, question and answer session we're having to quote yes. Dr. King's personal motto, which was taken, it was spoken by Mars Sector 6 and the Master Theorist on different occasions, actually. And it was this, choose well, stand fast, know God. So you have to choose your path and you, you then stand fast on it and then you will know God. I think that's a simple way of putting it. 
Yeah, I think that's a great that's a great um, um, lead into to some of the other areas that I'd like to talk to actually. But just mm-hmm. one point on that, I think what's 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 reassuring for for people to hear, um, you know, particularly because some you know you tend like you mentioned in the beginning, people can tend to feel isolated or alone in the, the type of experiences that they're having. You know, you're not really sure mm-hmm. you might be able to talk to these about, and certainly in the mainstream. Kind yeah. of world that we operate in, you know, who are you going to speak to about them? But to know that there really are so many people um, who are having these type of experiences, who have the yeah. same type of questions, who are looking for the same type of answers, even that you're searching for too, that the the search for truth is not in a lonely one. Um, yeah. You know that it it helps to give us a little more confidence in in, in what we're doing that there's something there. Um, but to take up your other point, because um, I think this is this is a, a really important one too, there are a lot of people who are content with sort of just being spiritual in their own way, um, kind of independent of, of anyone else, um, and that's mm. their prerogative. And, and for them, joining a spiritual organization or, or even subscribing to a specific path kind of seems almost old-fashioned uh, or necessary yeah. or, or even unappealing maybe. Um, and so the question is, you know, are are we missing an opportunity, or, or are we missing an opportunity together in in not choosing to commit ourselves to the work of a group and what the potential of that group could be? Absolutely. I mean, the, the organised religion has got quite a bad name, I think, mm. over the years because it has been misused. And we know, I mean, the Pope, I believe, was apologising yesterday for certain things in in the in the Catholic church and over here in Britain uh, the Anglican church has been on the decline for some time in terms of support and numbers I actually heard a report yesterday that there are actually more young people now turning towards the priesthood in the Anglican church especially women Mm. but on the whole you know that it's got a bad name because the establishment comes in and of course if you look at I'm just talking about Christianity I'm sure you could apply it to others too um, you know that that, that the establishment has come in and in some cases done the worst thing of all which is altered the truths or invented certain truths for political reasons and sometimes those have stuck and so people you know with the corruption and and, and the distortion think oh gee I'm, I'm keeping away from it and then you have this awful word cult I mean actually it's not an awful word in its origins but what it's come mm. to mean is something awful and there are right. some very bad organizations out there um, which get named as cults and so people think oh, I'm keeping well away from this but actually of course organization is a good thing it's an effective thing if it's done properly um, it's really about coordinating our efforts to bring the greatest possible good and gaining support from each other and bringing our talents together and using them. And it doesn't matter too much really what your particular talent is. I mean, you don't, not everyone has to be a leader. Not everybody has to be in a particular position. I think we're all a team. And in any decent organization, it's just a question of people finding their own metier, you know, where they can best express themselves. And that helps everyone else. And it makes the, the organization then that much more effective. Whereas if you work alone, you're not nearly as effective. You know, you, there's lots of things. I mean, some of it's very, very practical. There are things you just simply cannot do on your own that you can do in a group. Um, right. You know, uh, such as sort of mass healing, and so you can send healing out for for this situation. And it's great when you do on your own, but you're going to be more effective in a group because you get a build up of energy uh, between people, even over a distance. You still like on our twelve blessings online, you get a build up of energy through the cooperation of people. 
And so it, it's a good thing if it's done properly. I mean, people say to me, why, why, you know, I'm against organized religion. I say, what do you want then? Disorganized religion, you know, mm-hmm. because you, right. you'll just get people turning up at the wrong time. But, it, but if it, it, but joking aside, I mean, it's a question of, I think, any, everything, like the, the power in a good way of people coming together and gaining strength from each other and pooling their talent and using it to bring the greatest possible results for the world. And that's, that's why we organize ourselves in the Ethereum Society. Yeah, I think if, in my own personal experience, I could say there's nothing quite like spiritual comradeship and brotherhood. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah and, and of course, I mean, today, especially if we look at the challenges that we do have in our world, um, no matter who you are, I mean, you could acknowledge this, um, mm-hmm. that certainly working as individuals, um, rather than in an organization, just doesn't have the same potency, I would say. And, uh, yes. yeah, I agree. And, there, you know, there are a lot of spiritual nomads, and I suppose in one way um, this message, um, which is not only ours, is sort of a um, <laughs> a call a call to, to everybody to see the benefits and the opportunity that we can have in working together. Um, but it kind of ties to, to a related point, which is that, you know, Often people think that in joining an organization or choosing a guru, um, that it means handing over your freedom or sometimes even yeah. your good sense. And people sort of worry about that. You know, no one wants to be caught out. Um, you mentioned, you know, people being wary of cults or organizations, um, yeah. you know, who, who are less than good. Um, but I think there's there's one really important point to make here that, that often doesn't get a lot of time, which is talking about the role of a, a guru in your life and the significance yeah. of the guru-disciple relationship. And I wondered if you could talk a bit more about, you know, what difference that could make to somebody. Oh, I'd love to. Yes, I mean, uh, um, I mean, I was very lucky to know. First of all, let me say we do not have a living guru in the Ethereum Society now, but, mm. but we do have a living guru, actually, which is Dr. King, but he's not physically living. Let me, let me correct that. We have a living guru, but he's not physically alive, but his presence is very much within the Ethereum Society and, and, and it is drawn upon. And I've come across a number of people uh, at events that I've run around the world who are brand new to the Ethereum Society and have seen him at those events and, and then later see his photograph and say, gosh, he was standing on the platform. Now, these are wow. people who've just come along. It's happened... Uh, several times I mean not ten times but certainly not two times somewhere in the three four five or six times people have said this to me uh, certainly at events Uh, and these are not believers and the the members and and people who are devoted definitely gain a connection with with him now um, in terms of of controlling behavior which you know I'm, I'm not I can only speak for us but I do hear about other organizations in the yeah. Ethereum society, people make their own decisions. I mean, no one is forced to join. For us. Actually, we're not that easy to join because we do insist that before joining, people know what they're joining. And so we ask them to read, for example, the Nine Freedoms and the Twelve Blessings and, and know that these are teachings they wish to do, which is quite unusual, I think, for an organization. I mean, most mm. some would take a convert you know, on, on, on virtually nothing. Um, we're not asking for any kind of leap of faith whatsoever. Um, faith's a great thing. It's something that grows uh, and, and something we can draw on, often because of the experiences that we're having. But in, in coming yeah. into an organization like ours, 
uh, what we're looking for is is people to have, have looked at it either as I mentioned earlier logically through examination uh, and I, by logic I don't mean anything complicated or any kind of intellectual deduction or any kind of legalese far from it uh, but just basic what you might call common sense and also their own intuition now that's very very important now when it comes to, to what you asked which is the guru sort of disciple relationship uh, it's my belief and my experience uh, and, and bear in mind that i knew dr king very very well in the last 20 years of his life and was in touch with him every day for most of those 20 years one way or another so i'm in a slightly different position but i have come across an, quite a number of people including yourself who have established who never met dr king uh, were not in the ethereum society when he was alive he passed on in 1997 but have established uh, a relationship of of sorts with dr king through right. following his path and that is accessible to anyone. And, and, and this is an ancient thing. It's not new. Uh, it, it's happened through history in various traditions. Uh, and they draw then upon the energy, the teaching, the wisdom of that master by following his path. And it's an exponential thing. It grows from itself. And some people have had a wonderful and do have a wonderful connection with Dr. King, uh, simply by their actions. I think above all, by their actions. In fact, I would go further. I'd say there are some people I know who never met Dr. King, but nevertheless have, a, in my opinion, a stronger connection with him than some people who actually met him. Yeah, it's incredibly inspiring that, isn't it? Because you tend to think, oh, this is something from the past and I've missed, I've missed my opportunity. Um, Not, I at wasn't around at, Not at all. I wasn't around at the time. Yeah, and, and completely, and I agree with you. And that's certainly my experience too. And, and, um, and I'd just like to add one thing, Darren, if I could, which is that we're not sort of trying, you know, some organizations, the, 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 when the, the leader or the, the founder or whatever it is goes, they sort of, they don't replace him. He's always there, but somebody else comes along and is the one that they then look to. We don't do that. I mean, we, it's Dr. King. Dr. King is the master. Dr. King is the, the fountainhead of, of the Ethereum Society's spirituality. There are, there are many other masters, by the way, connected with the Ethereum Society, with whom I believe a connection of, sort of one kind or another can be made. In fact, I don't believe it. I've experienced it. But the source, even for those, to us, was Dr. King. Mm. Mm. No, completely. I think um, it, it does sort of bring up another point, though, about the importance of, of choosing, which you brought up in the beginning, the motto, choose well, stand fast and know God, which is yes. um, so in choosing a guru and in also choosing a, uh, choosing a spiritual path, I think um, there's, you know, this is obviously one of the most important decisions you could you could ever make in your life. Uh, well, I, yes. I, I certainly feel as much. Um, and the most, I guess I'd say the most. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, agreed. And um, What's I guess what 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 would help people, um, and we've talked about this you know here and there. But what would help people really is when, you know, when you're making such a decision. Um, I mean, what what advice might you give someone to help them to discern um, one yes, from another? Yes, that's yeah. absolutely key. And uh, I mean, I can put it very 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 simply uh, in this way that I would recommend people to choose the path through which they can do the greatest good for the world as a whole. Mm. Um, I think it's put down that simply. I mean, lots of people choose a, a path, if they do follow a path at all, uh, to fit in with their relatives, frankly, or their upbringing, 
Uh, it's extremely common. You're born into a particular religion and you feel that that's the one you, if you, you, you should follow. I mean, I find it very strange myself. Uh, there's no particular reason why that should be your path just because you're born into it uh, right. that I can think of. Obviously, you must have some karma with it, but it doesn't mean it necessarily has to be your path. That will depend. I mean, I've, I must say there are people who've been, not so many, but who've been born uh, in, their parents were in the Ethereum Society, and, they've, and they have chosen that path, and some haven't. But it, it's a, it, the choice is made, I think, on, on the basis of how much service you can give through that path first, and secondly, how much enlightenment you can gain, because choose well, stand fast, know God. Knowing God, of course, is enlightenment. In fact, it even goes beyond what we know of as enlightenment, knowing God. It's the ultimate thing. It's the ultimate destination. And, you know, you can choose a path which is fast or which is slow. But I've got one very encouraging thing to say about this, which is that if you come into contact with a path, um, it isn't too advanced for you. Uh, if it was too advanced for you, it would be karmically impossible for you to come across it. Mm. Uh, you can only receive an opportunity which you at least have the potential and the ability to realize. And, and I mean, it's a very good thing to realize you're in a potential, Darren. <laughs> I mean, this is. <laughs> I've got a, I was trained by my publisher in the I know, year past I know. to plug a book, you know. But it's actually a great statement that realize you're in a potential. So you choose the path through which you can realize your inner potential. In your view, making that choice intuitively and logically in the most effective and powerful and potent way possible, and that must mean service through service first and foremost you know i think this is um kind of the most most important things that anyone could 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 remember and keep at the forefront of their mind because and what i yeah. love about that just think just reflecting on it is that first of all it gives us such a clear definition of what spirituality is really about um mm. And second, I say, gives us a really clear yardstick for that crucial choice that we have to make about a path and a guru, and um, um, yeah. you know, to what and to who we are choosing to devote ourselves on our, on this journey back to God, which is based on the law of karma. And then also, what I find extremely inspiring um, is also that it makes us the master of our own destiny, or or the captain of our own ship, as as the master may have said. Yeah. Very and, true. Um, now. Sorry, no, please go on. Yeah, no, yeah. no go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. What I was going to say, Darren, having done this a few times, you can get into trouble with our producer on this program if you overrun your time. And we're <laughs> fast approaching the halfway okay. mark. So perhaps we should go a little early to Nikki and ask her, please, uh, to make her halfway announcements. Well, thank you very much, Richard. Uh, just as well I was prepared... Um, thank you so much, Richard and Darren. You are listening to A Theories Radio Live with host Richard Lawrence and his guest, Darren Ball, discussing why choose a spiritual path. Well, here's some spiritual action in which we can all participate. You are very welcome to join us every Saturday and Sunday in the live online 12 Blessings services. And to find out more, please visit 12blessings.org, and that is 12 in digits. This weekend sees a wonderful outpouring of spiritual energy. 
As pilgrimages to various pilgrimages, to, sorry, pilgrimages to various holy mountains will take place. Right, in the USA on Saturday, August 25th, there's one to Mount Baldy in California. And in the UK, there are no less than four mountains, which is Holston Down, North Devon, Penny Fan, Brecon Beacons, Wales, Carnarvon, Snowdonia, Wales, Kinderscout, the Peak District. And we have, oh, it's just so wonderful, 12 Midnight, GMT, September 3rd, heralds in the first hour of the third spiritual push for 2018, when we all, worldwide, the Ethereum Society, welcome into orbit of Earth, the giant spacecraft, that wonderful shining temple we know as a third satellite, flooding our world with much needed spiritual energy. This spiritual push or magnetization period lasts until October the 9th, during which all spiritual actions are performed or performed with a selfless motive are enhanced by a factor of 3,000 times. Please do. You are warmly invited to any one of our centers for this potent first-hour service. Regular events are being held at the Michigan branch at Royal Oak, so please visit ethereus.mi.org for details. In London, we have Sunday, September 2nd, a fascinating seminar with Alison Lawrence and Mervyn Smith, The Spiritual Science of Radionics. Wow, that's one to look forward to. Tuesday, September 11th, there's another King Yoga Experience event entitled Spiritual Masters from Other Planets with Ayub Malik. And continuing with the King Yoga experience at the American headquarters in Los Angeles, it's being held on Saturday, September the 15th, entitled The Rise of Earth's Vibration. Again, please visit Ethereum.org for all details of activities mentioned in this show. And please, the next Ethereum Radio Live is on September 18th, which will be covering a truly revealing subject when Richard and Chrissy will be discussing the knighthood and consecration of his eminence Sir George King. Do not miss that one, or indeed any of the wonderful Aetherius Society, or the rather, sorry, the wonderful Aetherius Radio Live shows in the future. They really are revelationary in every respect. So that's it for now. So I'm very pleased to return you to your host, Richard Lawrence, and his guest, Darren Ball. Well, thank you very much, Nikki. And uh, welcome back, Darren. So uh, let us continue with your next question then, Darren. If you sure, would. I think um, I was just reflecting on what, what you said at the end there. And you, know, mm. you talked about making the greatest possible difference to the world as a whole. And, mm. um, you know, potentially that point is not that mm. obvious. Uh, and it begs the question of what is it that the world needs now? Yes. Um, yeah. Okay, uh, well, um, this is something obviously we talk about a lot on Ethereum Radio Live, and, and that is, of course, spiritual energy and karmic manipulation. Um, there's one thing I think I, I should say about the Ethereum Society. I mean, although, as I said earlier, we are not the one and only way, we have great respect for several paths, many paths, uh, genuine paths, if people really follow them. Sometimes mm. they don't really even really follow their own paths. But if they do, then that's to be respected. But clearly, I mean, it's my belief, and I know it's yours, Darren, that mm. there is nothing for us 
to compare with the Ethereum Society. We're not going to pretend about that. I mean, in, in some kind of interfaith gesture, pretend that we think everything's the same because we don't. We respect everything and we respect those who disagree with us. But from our point of view, the Ethereum Society is far and away the most effective path available to people. Hence, we, we're on it. You and I are both on it. We'd be somewhere else if we thought otherwise. And the reason for that is, is several fold. Uh, one is that Dr. King addressed the real problems uh, facing this planet now. Uh, and a lot of the other religions, I mean, they, I'm not going to criticize them for this, but they are quite ancient. And they were, I mean, even if you took the very best, and even if you assume they hadn't been modified or altered, or even mistakes hadn't come along through translations and so forth, right. they were at a very different time. And so the Ethereum Society is here for this time, and the most dangerous time in our history. Uh, it, it's uh, other than the end of previous civilizations, uh, namely Lemuria and Atlantis, which we've talked about before as well. Um, on this planet. So it it's clearly needs other solutions, and the Ethereum Society, thanks to Dr. King, provides them. Now, I think that sort of brings up another point. So I, I say it's several fold. There is spiritual energy, the outpouring of spiritual energy. There is the manipulation of karma. Manipulation isn't a, a word that some people like because they associate it with manipulating people, and it's not that. Right. We're talking about right. people... Um, using, if you like, karma, uh, cooperating, if you like, with karma, the law, the divine law, to its maximum effect for the greatest good for all. And that the Ethereum Society does. And the third massive element is our direct cooperation with cosmic intelligences. Now, I don't know of any organization that even claims to cooperate in the way that we do. I'm not saying there aren't other organizations that say they have contacts, there are, and so on. But I don't know of anyone who even claims to do the kind of missions ongoing. And by the way, this direct communication link with in intelligences from other worlds has been maintained since Dr. King's demise. It's a one-way link, so we don't receive communications from them now that he's not with us, but we are able to transmit information to them. So just to give you some sort of current examples, uh, in yes. recent days, we've released a lot of energy uh, to the terrible flood situation uh, in India, in Kerala, and so on. Energy for relief and aid, and thankfully, thankfully a lot of relief and aid has come in uh, since we did this. Uh, we've released a lot of energy for, the, for Yemen, where peace talks have started. As a matter of fact, we, we prayed on a, on a holy mountain, over 100 of us, uh, last month for peace and freedom in Yemen. And recently, the United Nations initiated a peace process, and we've sent out more energy for that. And I could give other examples like Lombok and other situations that have come up this month, which we have released energy for in direct cooperation with cosmic intelligences. And because of that cooperation, it's far, far more effective um, because they, these cosmic intelligences, have, <laughs> to put it mildly, vastly superior technology and, and knowledge and wisdom. And so they can 
manipulate, again, that word, but they can control and use the energy we sent out for the greatest good. And so, therefore, it's that much more effective. Yeah, I think these are these are great examples which which exemplify um, the work of the Ethereum Society. I guess one mm. one one thing though is um, in describing it though it's not it's not entirely obvious how or why it works uh, and why it is so practical. Um, you know, it's, it's not you know on its face. You know, especially when you look at something like prayer power or people praying, and you didn't really have any metaphysical background. I mean, yeah. It, it almost looks self-indulgent. So, what I mean, what might you well, say? Well, I wouldn't to give use the word self-indulgent. Actually, <laughs> uh, that's a kind of a cynic. Uh, maybe people say that, but it's right. a cynical look at. But it could certainly look unconvincing to some people. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Yeah. So, um, um, yeah. what can we do to give people more of an understanding of what's happening? Yeah. I suppose. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I, it brings up a very important point, and, I, and I'd like at this point, if I could, to refer to something that the Master Ethereum said as in 1965, so quite early uh, into Dr. King's mission, only 10 years, really, after the Society was founded. Uh, he said, and I'm going to quote him exactly, if I may, here, Darren. This is a quote now. Mm. You know, a man can have two great faults. One, he can be nothing. The other, he can be so great as to appear nothing because of his very greatness. This has happened. It was by design in a way, not our design, but it was known and foreseen. For when the world appreciates the leader of the Ethereum Society, it will have advanced greatly. It must have advanced greatly to be capable of such a degree of appreciation. Now, I think that quote absolutely addresses the point you make, because I think it's quite difficult for people to grasp very readily the sort of things I've just been saying, if it's new to them. I mean, we right. send out energy, we work with beings from other planets, and they could think this, anyone can sort of say that. Anyone could make up right. a cock and bull story or a fantasy. Right. You know, and, they, and, they could dis, and, and then what some people do will dismiss it very readily because it sounds unbelievable to them or difficult to right. believe or unsubstantiated. And right. I do believe myself, and following on from what the Master Ethereum said, uh, that had Dr. King just concentrated, I say just, but had he only concentrated on the 12 blessings and the holy mountains that he had been charged through him and nothing else at all, it would have been a much more popular movement, a much bigger movement and much easier for people to grasp and not nearly so challenging, uh, to be honest. I hope this, I hope this doesn't sound patronising. I don't mean it in that way. But I still think it's true. Uh, it would, I mean, there are a lot of people who, who, who do understand and do appreciate the Ethereum Society, and it's fine. But I think, had it been that kind of an organization, or just a few years later, there was a, there was a transmission delivered by the Master Ethereum called the Five Temples of God. And in that, he, he detailed a plan uh, for certain temples to be built and, yeah. you know, prayer teams to man them. And that plan was changed into more effective and more powerful directions in later years. But again, I think that plan would have been much easier for people to grasp. I think particularly, for, for example, for donors who are contributing funds to the work, it would have been much easier to see a physical building, a beautiful shape power one at that, which they can see, and much yeah. easier for people to say, well, I'm part of a perhaps an eight-hour prayer team shift, and I'll come in and do that. 
than to do some of the things that we do, which could be seen as very esoteric. In fact, right. they're not. Dr. King went out of his way to avoid being too esoteric. Um, he wasn't in favor of it at all. He was in favor of explaining things as simply and as readily as he could. But just by virtue of his persona, um, and I think that's what the master theorist is saying there, really. I mean, it's an interesting statement in there that he says it was not our design. In other words, he makes it quite clear that this, this is a result of Dr. King himself personally. He took it to you know, undreamt of heights, which they fully endorsed later, by the way. There, was no, there wasn't that they didn't. They, they absolutely endorsed his improvements. But it did make it quite inaccessible to some people unless they're prepared to make the effort over time to investigate it, test it. And, of course, the result, though, is an organization which is many, many times more effective than it would have been if we were only doing the 12 blessings and pilgrimages yeah i mean one one thing great as those of, are mm, yeah. I mean, one thing it, it 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 brings up i guess is that you start to think about what can people do to prove um these things to themselves and yeah um, one thing that comes to mind you know, often faith in the little things um gives you faith in the big ones you know if absolutely yeah you know, no, i think in, that's a very good point in practicing Sorry, no. you know the the king technique, for example, and 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 yep. um, acting as a channel to help to help heal someone of, of whatever yes. way they may be ailing, starts to help you understand how how you could help heal the world as a whole. Um, you know, seeing the principle of healing working out on an individual level um, kind of yeah. helps you to see the principle in in its in its greater uh, world and even cosmic cosmic sense. Um, so I think that that's definitely an opportunity that all of us have because it's. it's in the beginning, as you say, it does take the effort and the investment to um, be able to develop within yourself the subtlety of realization and the experience to see it for what it really is. Um, one one point I did want to make uh, before I ask the next question is that um, you know prayer power is, is an f- amazing example of this. And mm-hmm. um, last weekend or the week be- weekend before, I was up at uh, Northern UK branch um, for mm-hmm. our Operation Prayer Power session there. And um, I tell you, the, the feeling of standing in front of the battery and praying and the surge of power uh, and, mm. and the emotion that overcame me um, uh, as I was standing there was so intense. I mean, it's, it's mm-hmm. not really possible to describe. And I'm only a beginner, you know, so it's like... Well, you're, um, you're a natural, if I may say, but that, that's a beautiful thing to hear. And, right. and it's, it applies all over the world as well. Um, but, right. you know, I, 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 do, I don't want to sort of gloss over the points you make because I, I think it's very, very important. And you mentioned, you know, you can, you, you can t- try the king technique or you can look at a thing. But I think when investigating the ethereal study, when making that choice, and we're still talking about choosing your path, right. you have to take the whole package. So you're looking at the master who brought through the nine freedoms, for example. Mm. Uh, you look at the whole of his life, and the whole of his life has, uh, has got several features to it one is total consistency uh, all the way through till his dying so-called dying breath as uh, physical dying breath and and complete integrity i mean he practiced everything he preached we're very very fortunate i mean you do hear about people whose leaders you know had one floor or another you know everyone has flaws but you know serious ones and and we're very lucky in the ethereal society is that we have an impeccable uh, master who was everything that he claimed and a lot more actually um, but 
you take the whole package. You say, look, this is the master who brought... The, I mean, to me, for example, the Nine Freedoms is the greatest set of teachings, and I include in that the commentaries by Dr. King that yeah. I've ever come across. And I, and I do, and I, particularly in the past, love reading other things. I don't so much now. I don't feel the need so much now, but I, you know, it's absolutely fine to do so if you're interested. And so, I mean, I, there's things I really value that I could, you know, the Tao Te Ching, the Bhagavad Gita, etc., etc., quite a few others. Um, but nothing at all for me compares to the Nine Freedoms. Uh, and, and likewise, the Twelve Blessings, and different people relate to different things. And then you have experiences like the one you've just recounted in Barnsley, uh, Upper Mountain, a numerous yeah. sort of gathering of experiences. And another thing starts to happen too, which is you start to see karma unfolding in your own life. And you start yeah. to recognize it. When you're on the path, it's like you almost have to do it to realize that it <laughs> happens. You see it working out. And another thing starts to happen is your inner voice starts to become more prominent and you're able right. to be guided by your own inner voice. I'm not talking about channeling now. Your intuition, right. if, you, if you want to say. So all these things start to happen. Um, you can experience from simply doing breathing exercises all the way through to what Nikki talked about, tuning into satellite number three and feeling the difference between before it comes into orbit and after it comes into orbit. And a whole plethora and multitude of experiences give you that confirmation, if you like, if that's what you're yeah. looking for. And right. so once you get that, though, you can then look at something else, he says, like the Saturn mission or Operation Sunbeam, which you don't have maybe personal experience of, but you take it as read because mm -hmm. of the whole package. I mean, if, he's true, if this is true, then the other things must be true. Um, yeah. you know, and likewise, you know, he... He was endorsed right the way through up uh, until his, you know, final breath, as I mentioned earlier, and the and the plan that he set up for the future, and he did it rigorously. And uh, I was one of the main people involved in, I mean, honoured to be involved in helping him to set that plan up. The last ten years of his life was endorsed and authorised and approved in cos in transmissions through him. So we're following exactly what he was laid down by him and approved by the cosmic masters uh, and that's the same source this is my point as the nine freedoms the same right. source as the as the 12 blessings or any other the wonderful transmissions of the master jesus the even the unique words of saint guling the whole package is there in a multitude of ways and the experiences back it up, and so you don't need to have individual proof of every single element mm. of it. Mm. No, I, yeah, I take that point. I take that point. And actually, uh, some of what you said actually brings up a couple of other questions that uh, that I wanted to to put to you today, um, which is that you talked about Dr. King and, and his integrity and consistency over over, over yeah. decades, and um, you know, I guess what I've noticed is is a criticism or doubts, I should say, if there are any, mm -hmm. tend to be focused on on almost superficial things like Dr. King's titles or honors or things like this. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. 
And I guess what guidance would you offer a new person who, who expressed or felt doubts about who and what he really was, you know, a, a genuine spiritual well, master? Well, since you mentioned titles, I, you may not be aware, but there's nowhere how, where you could really be aware. But our program next month in September, actually you heard Nicky announce it, oh, is yeah, about yeah. his titles. I mean, because there's nothing secret about them. Um, mm. And the title that we use for Dr. King in our sort of spiritual events or religious events and in our in-house journal is His Eminence Sir George King. Uh, the only reason we don't use it at the moment, and that might change more widely, is because it's not really understood and people start to think, oh, it must be a knighted from the Queen and, and so on and so forth. So all of that's going to be explained next month. But um, doubts, though, in general, whether it be about that or whether it be about anything else, Go, I'm afraid, with the territory. I, I can't mm. sort of wave a wand and say you won't have doubts. Doubts can come up. I mean, self-doubts as well. Mm. I mean, one of the doubts True. I encounter True. a lot when people come for guidance of various kinds is self-doubt. And not, not that I don't believe in the path, but I don't know whether I can do it kind of doubts. Mm. Um, and I must say, in all the years that I've been secretary, which... My goodness, it's, uh, is it, I'm trying to work out how many years it is, really. I think it might be coming up for 40 years, actually, next year, Darren. Uh, is that right? 1979. Um, however long it is, anyway, I'm giving it's my age time. away. I was yeah. very, very, very young, Darren, when I became secretary. <laughs> Younger than you are now. But anyway, the point is, though, I've, I have encountered a lot of people who have joined the path and some who've been steadfast all the way through uh, to their passing and some are still with us, and others who've left. But I very rarely, I'm not going to say never, but very rarely have people who are, who are leaving our path said to me, I'm leaving because I don't believe it. It's usually some other kind of reason. They, they might not join in the beginning because they don't believe it. But once right. they join, the, for the most part, and there are exceptions to this, I will say, but for the most part, People do believe it, and people who have left us still believe it. Uh, and I'm in touch, I hear from some of them. And they, you know, they're ex-members and so on, they still believe, and sometimes they'll come back. I was told actually once by the Home Office that we have the large, I can't remember the word they used for it, but the largest number of people um, staying, and the largest number of people who've left coming back to us after they've left, because they find there's nothing else. That, 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 that comes up to the standard of what they found in the Ethereum Society. But, I mean, I, at the same time, that's all part of the stand fast, you know, the, the step two, true, if you true. like, uh, is, is dealing with these doubts. I mean, there can also be physical doubts of health, doubts of money, doubts of thinking, oh, I need to have this experience or that experience, uh, uh, certain types of um, life, I won't go into them all, but certain people might think there's things they need, and this is where I'll come back to, if you're offered an opportunity, that op opportunity is laid before you, you can do it. If you couldn't do it, it wouldn't be offered to you. Yeah, yeah. I think the, the more that you have faith in yourself, the more that that faith is sort of proven to you. I don't know if I can how to say it, but the more That's that true. faith bears fruit, bears fruit in your life. Yeah. That's true. Um, but, you know, I have to add the caveat to that, which is, of course, it's not a stop standstill. It's not like, okay, I make this decision to join and I'll never have another choice to make because along the way, 
other opportunities will come along, like in your case, for example, you joined the Ethereum Society, but along the way you also then chose to become a staff member, a voluntary staff member, which is a very demanding thing to be, extremely dedicated path. You made that choice. You weren't coerced into it. You, you made it because you wanted to make it, but it was another choice you make, and the further down the path there might there will be other choices that people can make uh, as well. But it's all under the whole overall umbrella of, if you like, King Yoga. Mm, agreed. Um, you know, one one thing also that has just come out as you're speaking again is that, um, well, certainly you'll know this as someone who's been around the block, <laughs> so to speak. Um, but but um, new age believers and even some organisations tend to have a reputation for taking uh, a pick and mix type of approach to spirituality. Yeah. Like like you were saying, you know, got to take, got to accept the whole package. Um, sort of adapting beliefs and practices from you know a wide variety of sources, and and people unfamiliar with the teaching of the theory study could easily dismiss them on first blush. Like you've said, it's easy to dismiss. Oh yeah. Mm. Um, and I guess you know what is it in a nutshell, uh, <laughs> if it's possible, that makes the theory study teachings different? I mean, what are they rooted in, and what guidance? might you give someone to help them to experience this difference for themselves because that's really what it's about. Yeah, I mean, it's interesting you, you make. I think, I mean, in the Ethereum Society um, and under the diet guidance and direction of Dr. King, certain things you could say, I don't know whether pick and mix is the right phrase, but certain things were chosen. For example, uh, an emphasis on yoga. And mm. another example, the adoption of some elements of the Christian church as a form of worship. I mean, he didn't believe in reinventing the wheel. Um, you know, he so if something worked or something could be made to work better than it's worked before and it had sound footing, metaphysically speaking, he would use it if he could. He wouldn't invent things for the sake of it. Uh, but at the same time, we're very groundbreaking and, as you say, new age. Um, but in terms of, I think what happens in, in a lot, I won't sort of cast a you know, brush across everything, but a lot of the time people are doing this pick and mix thing to find out what suits them, what they like, what they're mm. comfortable with. Now, one of the things that the more advanced person will do, actually, and there are examples in history of this too, by the way, they'll choose something that they perhaps initially don't like. Great point. Uh, it's not yeah. exactly what they want. I mean, I could include myself in that. I mean, I was at university. It was a time when everyone was into meditation. I say everyone. But it was very trendy at that time to be into so-called <laughs> yeah. meditation. Uh, it was the sort of the Beatles and the this and that. And um, I actually was incredibly struck by the aphorisms of Patanjali. I still am, by the way. Uh, they're absolutely marvellous. But it's a certain type of path. Uh, and it's a, it's a meditative path. It's a Raja Yoga path. And I thought, this is, you know, I knew it worked. I could tell that it would work. I, I kind of must have recognized it from a past life because that's one of the things that the Ethereum Society is quite new. So we don't have what the Easterners would call, you know, a lot of samskaras to draw on yet mm. um, you know from past lives so people it, it have got to have a certain real open mindedness to recognize the Ethereum Society they may not True. have been in it before uh, maybe they have but it's, it's, it's still young um, but you know I, I then had the next day I, the day after I made this discovery I came across the Ethereum Society which is service orientated and I had to say no and, and, and it was initially it was oh dear I, I was ready to go for that you know fully 100% and find enlightenment if I could and all for me but yeah. I immediately knew the society was a 
as I see it, a much greater path. And, uh, you know, and I don't think I'd have been fulfilled anyway without serving anyway with hindsight. But True. these uh, these things come along to everyone in different ways. And uh, the advanced person won't necessarily choose just based on what they want. I mean, I've even heard some people say, well, I, I like the idea of reincarnation or I don't like the idea of reincarnation. It's irrelevant, actually, whether you like it mm. or not. The only thing that matters is whether it's true. Yeah, fantastic point. I mean, um, in the beginning myself, I'll just say, say briefly, I didn't really know what to make of some aspects of the theory of society, but I couldn't stop coming back to it, and I couldn't stop investigating and starting to practice some of the some of the teachings, like the 12 blessings that were available. Um, yeah. And in time, I mean, these experiences that you have and, and, uh, and a growing realization, whatever degree that is, um, helps you to see um, what it really is. And um, yeah. it, it, it's an amazing journey. Um, you did bring up another point there that I think is, um, I know we have very little time left, but but is worthwhile, which is that um, for a spiritual organization, the Theory Society is actually quite religious. And you mentioned, you know, the kind yeah. of services that we have. You know, we've got a bishop. Yeah. We have bishops like yourself. We yes. have priests and ministers. Yes. Wear robes in our services, etc., yeah. etc. And and people can be quite skeptical, obviously, of religious organizations. We've talked about that. Um, a lot of people today sort of identify as spiritual but not religious, and uh, this kind mm -hmm. of thing. And I think it yeah. would help to give people kind of an understanding of this aspect of the Ethereum Society. You know, a bit, the, the context yeah. for this practice yeah the great thing about dr king is that he he had, had he was he was a great logician and he was a scientist actually and he looked at things with a completely open mind i mean he and we could say it quite openly now he wasn't of this earth and he didn't mm. come with any preconceptions or any prejudices of one kind or another so he could look and he could see so when for example he ch chose to adopt uh, as part of our, our function, a, re a religious aspect, you might say, um, you know, because we have the missions and then we have the teachings and the spreading of the teachings and the practices, and then we have our worship. You might say those are our three aspects, which we do in different ways. We might mm -hmm. be up a mountain, you know, in casual clothes, uh, praying, uh, and we might be going in, as you rightly say, to one of our temples or groups or branches, um, and there we'll have people uh, in ministerial or priestly robes or whatever it might be, and people in robes. I think the inquirer, all they need to do is remove, if they have any, their own prejudices. Mm. You know, and, and, and they may like it or they may not like it. Some people like all that. Some people don't like all that. It's, again, irrelevant. <laughs> and look at why. Why are, why are we doing this? What's it? You know, what does it does it enhance the power of that that worship to use these various accoutrements, or does it not? And it does, and that's why Dr. King adopted it. I mean, for example, just to name one thing, the apostolic succession principle, which you have in mm. the church, the traditional church, extends beyond Christianity. You've got exactly the same thing in in certain branches of Tibetan Buddhism. Uh, in certain other traditions of discipleship and, and, and so forth, it's a passing on of a mystical thread. And so right. there was a reason, there was always a reason, and there was a very clear reason behind these decisions. Dr. King, he, he explained them sometimes more than he did others. But again, I think once you get to know what he did and who he was and what he taught, people are then prepared to take certain things they don't understand more on faith, um, and until they do fully understand them. 
Uh, oh, yeah. yeah, I've just noticed the time. Darren, thank you so much, and we're going to be in trouble again with Nikki. Yeah, so well, it's thank been you really again, great. Yeah, and thank you, and over to Nikki. Well, wow. What an amazing show. And thank you so much, Richard, for answering so many questions. And whew, thank you, Darren, for your thoughtful contribution. Wow, what can I say? Oof. <laughs> you have been listening to a series radio live, which is your cosmic connection, the third Tuesday of each month. Don't miss it, I tell you, it's wonderful. As always, our website, Ethereus.org, has more information and details of the various publications and audio titles available on CD or download. Please visit us. You can connect with Chrissy Blaze and Richard Lawrence by visiting their respective websites, chrissyblaze.com and richardlawrence.co.uk. Please join Join us for the next Ethereum Radio Live, which is on September the 18th, on the fascinating subject of the knighthood and consecration of His Eminence, Sir George King. Wow. Whew. And please remember to join us with us the first hour of the third spiritual push for 2018, starting at 12 midnight GMT on September the 3rd, for this outpouring of spiritual energy so needed in our world today. We hope you enjoyed listening to Ethereum Radio Live and we look forward to being with you next month. Take care. <laughs>